1: free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on that's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert
2: last week PFF Sam Monson joined the show and called B. John Robinson a generational talent at running back so the Bengals draft him if he's available in the first round with the depth at running back we'll get into that conversation and more
3: you are locked on Bengals Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lesko, joined by your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team. Every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you're new to the show, hit subscribe on YouTube and join the growing number of Bengals fans that are subscribing to us there. Hit the follow button anywhere you get your podcast. Either way, you can join the First Listen Club, which again, thousands of others of Bengals fans in that club. And this week's going to be fun, James. We've got the Combine coming up. We've got a free agency roundtable coming up with a four-person show. Going to have a couple guests at once. That might stretch over two episodes. Don't be surprised if it does.
4: Including a Joe. Is it Joe Burrow? Stay tuned for details.
2: Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what are the odds. He deadpanned into the camera. Anyway, we've got uh, the coaches for the Cincinnati Bengals talking at the combine this week. We've got the annual Duke Tobin podium at the combine this week, so some content sure to come out of that as well. In addition to some freaky test numbers, probably. And we'll talk about some of those fun. Potential test The Cincinnati
4: boys can run. Yeah, that's true. I, my man T. Scott about the. You think he's going to
2: do it? I, I hope he does.
4: Well, I, I I honestly, part of me hopes he does. The other part of me hopes Tyler Scott runs a 4-3-2 and falls to the third round of the Bengals. So it's really tough to to say either way, right? But it doesn't feel like he's going to make it that far. So, yeah, what the hell, I hope he does.
2: Speaking of guys that don't feel like they're going to make it that far, let's talk about B. John Robinson. Oh. How's that transition? Great. John Robinson is very, very unlikely to be available when the Bengals pick, but. Wait, Jake, he's a running back. Running backs, you
4: shouldn't take him in the first round. He might be there in round seven. What are you talking about?
2: You got to take a tackle no matter what. That's a NFL. What's that movie called? Draft, Draft day? Day? Yeah. Yeah. That's a terrible movie, by the way. Oh, we're way off awesome. Top. It was amazing. What do you think? There are people about? that watch it every year as a ritual
4: before the yeah. draft. Yep. it's so bad. I watched it on two different flights this year. Like half of <laughs> half of a <laughs> half the movie during a flight, and then another the half during a flight. Hey, man! If you think that's wild, imagine me at GM. All right, let's get into Bijan
2: Robinson. The team would be made of only receivers,
4: and we'd score a lot of points, baby. <laughs>
2: All right. Be John uh, Robinson. All right. So, Go.
4: yeah, B. John Robinson. Let's talk about it because there's a lot of people in Cincinnati or Bengals fans across the country that say, running back, no way. This team needs offensive line depth. Of course it does. And it, it needs offensive line hope, no doubt. Um, they say, all oh, tight end, or maybe they just default to running back, first round, doesn't mix. There's also people that say, oh, well, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with the seventh, you know, seventh round rookie. That's dumb. It, it, let's start there. Chris Evans, what round was he drafted in? Six. Okay. And I know he's still a part of the team. There's a YouTube commenter that keeps reminding me. Uh, Travion Williams, when was he drafted? Sixth round. Oh, okay. A lot of the Bengals running backs in the sixth and seventh round, they haven't worked historically. The Bengals have been very good at finding running backs in the second round. That's usually their sweet spot. So if you want to, uh, say that Corey Dillon second rounder, right? Joe Mixon, second rounder, Jeremy Hill. I get it. was bad for a bit, but was good at the start of as a rookie, second rounder, Gio Bernard, second rounder. I don't think that the Bengals are going to find their, and maybe they will find their franchise running back in the seventh round, just because the chiefs did it that one time.
2: It's really hard. I and mean, you look at hit rates, like many positions you get late in day three, It is pretty hard to find a running back. Although, to be honest, James, I have sometimes wondered. I've played the what-if game with Travion Williams a little bit if he hadn't had those fumbles, which Mm -hmm. I think really removed some confidence from the coaches with him because he has been productive when he's been on the field in the few opportunities he's had. They've kept him around. Uh, Obviously, I didn't
4: mean he was a bust or Chris Evans is a bust either. I just don't think that they're the bell cow running back the three down guy, even the, the, the 200 touch of a year, a year guy, clearly the coaching staff doesn't feel that about either guy at this stage.
2: Yeah. I mean, B. John Robinson is a totally different animal, right? He's adding something to your offense that you don't have. And the one thing that he doesn't do is like the, the long speed of a Derrick Henry or an Adrian Peterson isn't there, but everything else. He's doing it at a really high level. He could still and run so, a,
4: a sub four four. I mean, there's a there's some talk at that. Certainly in the four fours.
2: I, I just think like the top end speed isn't is necessarily it. like at that, you know, world world class. You know, one percent of the one percent. It's still really sure. good. Yeah. But you're you're nitpicking with with him no matter what, right? And and so like that's what that is. There is a question about more than anything, the positional value in a draft that's deep at running back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the challenge with this conversation is you never can really say in a vacuum, you know, would you draft B. John Robinson when the Bengals pick in the first round? Because the answer is probably yes in a specific set of circumstances. And that specific set of circumstances is probably pretty broad because of the caliber mm-hmm. of player he is. And, and this is something that we talked about with Sam. When a, when you talk about a running back in the first round that's as good as Bijan Robinson is as a prospect, if you're talking late 20s, that positional value is kind of baked in a little mm-hmm. bit at that point. I, I think that the other side of that is, is something like what we talked about with Mike McGlinchy last week where there's this opportunity cost. Your next pick isn't until 60 and, and now any, any hope of getting, you know, that, that tier of player, that first round tier of player at a more valuable position than running back kind of disappears. And that's what you have to weigh against the level of prospect that is B. John Robinson. And then you have to decide, well, are the Bengals going to keep Joe Mixon around because mm-hmm. history would say yes. And I think that's a pretty big complicating factor.
4: Well, if he's a generational talent, he'll take Joe Mixon's spot tomorrow. That that's the part of this where it's it's different. Joe Mixon isn't a generational talent. If and, the Bengals would do that it, but And would they? Oh, I don't know. I think if Robinson went out there and balled out, sure. You know, if it well, showed that he was the better back than than Mixon. Um but yes, to your point, Jeremy Hill played out his rookie deal, despite you know, Mixon was it yeah, Mixon was around with Hill for a year in 2017 and that felt weird at the time now it was a rookie contract not a huge cap hit huge cap number but but that's one that that you you look at and you're like okay well will they will they go that route or would they move on from Mixon? i think just going back to the 28th pick if bijan robinson's there it's hard to see a scenario where he isn't the top player on the bengals board as of today pre-combine pre who knows what else happens this changes, it's always fluid. That's the first part. Maybe he doesn't make it there, but if he does, I think he would be ahead of Michael Mayer on their board. I think he would be ahead of probably most of the tight ends that were available. I think a tight end or two will get picked but before that, that 28th spot, especially if it's the scenario where Robinson's still available. But you're right, you do have to weigh the, the, the opportunity cost, and that's why, to me, you have to make sure you have that right tackle position some type of stopgap there, because if a generational talent falls to you, it, and this isn't just a B. John Robinson conversation, it, you know, if he's there at 28 and you have a top 10 grade on him, well, you're probably going to say he's the top player on your board by far. What if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there at 28? It it To me, it's the same. I view it in the same light and I get wide receivers more valuable. You made the, the joke about me. I love wide receivers. I think about them all the time. Sure. But. If you can get a guy that's way higher on your board at 28 and can maybe take your offense to the next level, then I think you do it. And so that's where I'm at with Robinson. But of course you need to address the trenches again. But before it it feels like a a realistic pick, even if he were there and you knew he was going to be available on draft night, which obviously we don't know.
2: I I think it's highly doubtful. I think the the running back that you're probably considering – at that point is Jameer Gibbs. And you're probably not as excited about using a first round pick on Jameer Gibbs for all the exciting things he does. He is exciting. He's a very fun player. I I, I like him as a prospect quite a bit. It's not as compelling to me as, as Bijan Robinson in the first round and people know how I feel about running back value. I mean, that's the other part of this. That's always going to be hard for me. I think he's a fantastic prospect. I wouldn't be upset if the Bengals landed him. Obviously, I think it would be something that would improve the team. I mean, we'll see how free agency goes too. But second contracts for running backs are bad. And it's the unfortunate nature of the NFL right now where that position is what it is. And I I don't think it's fair to those players. But, you know, uh, on the other hand, you talk about like a tight end alternative, James. You mentioned Michael Mayer. And a lot of times you see tight ends need years to get, you know, to that level, take some time. So there's always a balancing act. And, and these are some of the positions we're talking about for the Bengals in the first round. So let's keep the conversation going coming up next.
4: Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA season, well, they've reached the final quarter of the regular season as LeBron and the Lakers try to make a playoff push and did you see Clay Thompson go off the other night? Well, FanDuel is where you need to go right now and download America's number one sports book. Download the app today for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, you can combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same-game parlay, maybe number of Clay Thompson threes combined with the over and LeBron James points. That's just one of many options that you can do and use with FanDuel. And – it's not just NBA, whether you want to wager on fights, whether you want to wager on NFL draft, so much more Fanduel Get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 today by going to Fandle.com slash locked on. That's Fandle.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Now, it's very possible when we look at this draft and the Bengals are picking in the first round that Michael Mayer, has been picked. The Real Pijon quick before Robinson we has before been we do
4: before we do uh, tight end contracts. or tight end. Can, can I do one thing on the second contract part of it? Just a point that I want to mm-hmm. throw out there, and I don't want to forget it. To me, how much does that
2: matter? It, it doesn't.
4: It's just because it's they got like you got to hit the pick first, right? It and right. so and you'd have I, the I just your option. So. Which, which is expensive,
2: but but yes, I, I just I just make that point because there's like that's like one percent of the decision to me. It's 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 super insignificant, but it's always something that's in the back of my mind when it's running back value. Like you're going to use this premium resource on a first round pick, and you always want your first round pick to play a second contract for your team and be a big contributor to your team. And the Bengals would give a first-round running back, a second contract, if he was productive and wasn't showing signs of falling off. They just did it with Joe Mixon, a second-round running mm-hmm. back. I think they would give that contract out. I think it's bad to give those contracts out. I think it's not a good allocation of resources, and that is just a, a small bit that I struggle with when when you talk about using a first-round pick on a running back.
4: Well, that's the argument against them drafting a guard in the first round too, right? Is because historically they just won't. They won't go that route. Eric Steinbach in the early tw- 2000s or mid 2000s. It's, the, it's the other side
2: of the coin. Like they won't extend with, their guards. Yeah. But they will extend their running back. And then now you've got $10 million locked up in a running back that you could use to do XYZ thing.
4: $10 million in five years is going to be great. It's going to be a steal well, for it, a It'll
2: be back. like 18, 20. Yeah, be- <laughs> like look at the top running back deals. That's what, and add like 20%. That's what the extension looks like for sure.
4: Yeah. Anyways, yeah, let's let's dive into these tight ends though, because I, I will say this. So we both agree running back, tight end, you want to address them this offseason. Those are needs. I think the class is is deep at both spots and, and that they can find guys that can contribute, hopefully sooner rather than later at tight end at least.
2: Yeah. And it wouldn't be shocking if they take a tight end in the first round. Would not be. I mean nope. there there's this whole idea that even if they bring back Hayden Hurst, say, maybe they even bring back Drew Sample, too. And and they combine for a, I don't know, $4 million cap hit because somehow they're both very cheap. The market doesn't materialize for Hayden Hurst with all the front tight end free agents, with all the tight ends in the draft. Maybe Drew Sample coming off the injury never really got going. They want to have him as a veteran who they, they obviously like. They like Drew Sample. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised, I think, mildly surprised if both are back. Um, actually maybe very surprised if both are back, but anyway, even if they do all that and Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington, those are the two guys that I'm kind of focused on at this point are available. Hey, really.
3: hmm.
2: Well, because they can block and sure. they can also do the other things that you need for a tight end. Michael Mayer, very refined, right? Like he should come in and be a guy who can contribute from the beginning the way T.J. Hawkinson, who wasn't fantastic but was able to play in the NFL from the start of his career, was with the Lions.
4: And if, if T.J. Hawkinson had Joe Burrow, and I get it, could Matt Stafford. Could have been different. Could, would have been different. <laughs> yeah, he'd yeah. have put up big numbers, I think, yeah.
2: And, and so, like, he's a guy that you think hits the ground running. Maybe not the elite athlete, but a very good prospect, a very complete prospect. And Darnell Washington needs some refinement to his game, but it's a freak. Absolute freak, two hundred eighty pounds, right? Is is going to be like an like the, all the extra tackle stuff? You just go to twelve personnel. You you just put two tight ends on the field. Your Darnell Washington is your extra tackle because that's how he plays. And I'm sure he's not like quite as good, right, as some of the extra tackle options are around the NFL. But he's a really good, really willing, really physical run blocker.
4: He's lighter on his feet though, right? And he can get to the. Get out there and get ahead of the play faster. And that's what you really you want in, in that extra tackle spot a lot of
2: the time. And there's just a big strategic element of, of 12 personnel, a, a team that has lived in 11, three wide receivers for the last three years. Being able to go out there with two tight ends who are actual receiving threats, mm-hmm. and one of whom, assuming Hayden Hurst, right? One of whom is a really good blocker, the other one is, you know, fine average for tight end probably hayden Hurst. maybe a little bit below average as a blocker but willing certainly um i just think that that gives you an element that's hard to defend again you're forcing teams to respect the running game a little bit more in that position and you've got guys that can actually catch the ball at those at those spots too so adding that wrinkle is pretty enticing to me and, and that's why i'm looking at those guys instead of the more athletic you know move receiving types
4: sure I I get it. I understand it. And I I think, could you see them? It depends. I think that's where the Hearst free agency part does impact it some, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it matters. I don't think the Bengals are going to say, oh, we signed Hayden Hearst. We're not taking a a tight end in the first round. I think that they would say, all right, well, we have Hearst. What fits what we, which guys make the most sense and can develop into being our tight end one of the future. And maybe, Michael Mayer just is it from the jump and it's just this contested catch machine that, that is, you know, a red zone threat and all of those things. Fine. But. I think that those are the two guys that would fit and make sense in that, in that arena. So if the Bengals re-sign Hayden Hurst, let's say they do it this week, that does not rule out one bit. And we might as well just put it on record now, rule out tight end at, at 28. I think that they could certainly still take a tight end at 28 because one You're right. They value the blocking element of it, and there aren't many tight ends that can run and block and catch and do everything that the Bengals want them to do. And so it's a deep class. would not shock me if they ended up with one, even two tight ends in this draft, and they go Hurst and a couple of rookies. That that would not shock me if they did that on the active roster.
2: And and I don't necessarily think that, for for what it's worth, like Darnell Washington may or may not be a first-round pick right now. Uh, it could could be second round. Somebody could just be like, he's 60. a 60. I'm just going to take him in the first round or early. Bijan
4: 28, Washington 60. Oh, that'd be so fun
3: because
4: <laughs> then be it so unlocks fun. the run game and it's a trench pick and all of those things you just said. And you have this explosive.
2: And, and they signed like Jermaine Illuminor in oh, in free agency. Look at so they have Look at this free
4: agency plan coming together. To Jake.
2: 34 now, points per game. All this talk. About these skill guys, and it wouldn't shock me at all if the Bengals turn around and draft—I don't know—Andre Carter or Will McDonald sure. or Mazzy Smith, one of these defensive linemen, or an offensive tackle. Wouldn't you rule. Think any Andre those Carter, at twenty-eight. Maybe he's six-seven. James,
4: it's 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 tough. We'll we we'll have to see
2: because a lot's going seven. to
4: change. That's what's hard about it. Six-seven. Okay.
2: They like those tall guys. Yeah, they do. You're right. Okay, I see your point. Yeah, they do. They do. Michael Johnson. I know it. Carlos Dunlap. Mid-round, maybe. Second, second, third round. If they seven-foot edge rusher would do it. We <laughs> we'll see. A lot's going to change yeah. at the Combine.
4: Yeah, we will see. A lot will change. Um, let's you switch gears. got a gears. game for us to play? Yeah, let's switch gears. Let's talk about free agency and there's there's some some smoke some free agent smoke some trade smoke around three veterans three big name veterans and so let's uh either stoke the flames or put out the fire we'll do that next
0: this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
4: Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, Taylor Lewan. If you had to sign one, cut one, and retire one, and we'll just use those numbers versus uh, or, or that phrasing versus what we should use uh, what which which one would you do for each guy
2: maybe you can get a Riley Reef deal for Taylor the one mm. and if you could do that Andy switches positions like Riley Reef then that's where you would consider Taylor the one I think the other two guys though, there's no shot. I know we have people circulating graphics with the Bengals as a top landing spot for Bobby Wagner, with the Bengals as a top landing spot for, for Jalen Ramsey, like you mentioned. Jalen Ramsey is set to have cap hits over $24 million the next three years. And he wants an extension in his 30s. What what part of that sounds like something the Bengals would do? <laughs> like it's so far from the realm of possibility to me that they would go after Jalen Ramsey because of his cap number, because he wants extended years. I'm assuming with guarantees for the next couple of years and, and less guarantees obviously into his late thirties, but it just seems so anti Bengals. And and I'm sure the cap number is actually different if you were to be traded because I'm sure a lot of that is uh, signing bonus money, but it just does not seem like something the Bengals would be interested in doing is taking on that contract and extending Jalen Ramsey into his thirties. And then Bobby Wagner, I would love to have Bobby Wagner on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I guess there's a world where, you know, he takes a two year deal before all those extensions kick in. But if you're gonna extend, if you're gonna go try to sign Bobby Wagner, you've got Logan Wilson coming up for an extension. You've got Jermaine Pratt as a free agent. And I do think Bobby Wagner's still probably better than Jermaine Pratt, who I also think is good. It's just a lot of money for linebacker. Same mm-hmm. conversation we had about extending Pratt and and Logan Wilson. It's just a lot of money at that linebacker spot.
4: Yeah, if I had to rank the likelihood, I I think I agree with you, Luan. The only reason I give him any type of chance is if he's just out there the market doesn't work for him and teams pass on him and the Bengals are like well could he could he play right tackle and and just go that route and and give him a one-year prove-it type deal but they just they don't like guys my age you know or your age they just don't look at the roster and Taylor Lewan's like two weeks older than me and if you're on the wrong side of 30 that's just not what they're doing right now you can join
2: the coaching staff
4: no doubt, right? Jalen Ramsey is is uh, going to be on the wrong side of thirty soon, and and so they would look at that and say, "Are we really paying big money for a corner that's played a ton of snaps, that appears to have lost at least a half step, and and is not a lockdown man corner anymore, even though he's pretty good in zone still and can still be really good?" I'd say with Lou Rumo. I think he'd be a good player on the Bengals if you just if everything was equal and he just took Eli Apple's spot essentially. But you're not you're not doing that money wise. And then Bobby Wagner, I think he's going to have a big market. The only way it would make sense to me is if he was like, "All right, where can I win?" Pratt signs a big deal elsewhere, and there's just this obvious void in the middle of the Bengals, you know, linebacker room. And he's like, "You know what? I'll take a one year, three, you know, some kind of crazy cheap deal to go play with Joe Burrow and company." It's just so unrealistic. So I, I honestly, I'm cutting all three. I don't think any of them are realistic. If there's one that could happen, it would be Taylor Luan, but I think it's just so off their radar or not even off their radar. They would just, they've probably already had a conversation and dismissed it, even though he did say that uh, the Bengals need a left tackle, which I think half of our audience probably agrees with. And then the other half realizes Jonah Williams is on his fifth year option. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe you, you'd move Jonah Williams a right tackle, and you'd say, oh, well, if Luan gets hurt, you can move him back to left tackle. You just hope Luan gets you to, to halfway through the year when Collins is ready. I don't know. It just That would be a lot of money to spend on tackle. I don't see it happening.
2: And a lot of moving pieces, and they haven't moved Jonah given an opportunity to do so in the past. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Jonah Williams is a left tackle for the Bengals unless they shock us and find a trade partner, and Have like, then you need two tackles all of a sudden. Seems like you're creating a problem for yourself.
4: But Michael Mayer or Michael Mayer or Bijan Robinson?
2: What have they done? What have they done before that?
4: Oh, let's sign Taylor Lewan.
2: That's it. There you go. Joe Mixon and, and, and Hayden Hurst.
4: Joe Mixon has taken a pay cut and has no cap. Cap issues next year if they cut him. There's no dead money.
2: Uh, probably Bijan.
4: Okay, I'm just curious.
2: I, I think that it's close because you're losing one year of that rookie running back value if Joe Mixon is still on the team. At least some of it.
4: Yeah. And the wild part is, is like I've seen like. Comments say, or, or certainly tweets, just trade Joe. There's no trade value. Not with that contract. There's none. No. You'd have to eat some of the money and you'd get like a, a such a low pick. It wouldn't be worth it.
2: No. There, there, yeah. There's a reason like Christian McCaffrey was tradable with his contract somehow. I, I'm surprised, but that, that's running back in the game is part of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's been so hurt is, is why he was, I was great. Surprised. He he is good. He was, he's so good. And and it's a great fit for him in the San Francisco offense, obviously. But Mixon is not McCaffrey, Mm-mm. so uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's not much of a of a trade market there. The only like tradable asset for the Bengals. Well, T. Higgins is obviously an asset, but they're not going to trade him. Sure. But the the, the no. one, the other one that comes to mind is Tyler Boyd that we've talked and we've talked about Tyler Boyd, and I I, I don't even, I don't I don't think they have any interest in trading any of those guys. Mm. That's just not part of their DNA. They don't trade players who they think can help them win.
4: Especially, by the way, if you're just getting a let's say a fourth rounder for Boyd, that doesn't make you better this year. No. You already have a fourth-round pick. Find the receiver there and get, get your fourth. Because th- that's a need, is a fourth receiver. So if you lose your third receiver, now it's opening up two holes. And unless you're taking one of these pass-catch-first tight ends, then that means you're going to have to take, what, a receiver and a bad wide receiver class? And that's really what it is. That's there, why I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be there. I think he'll probably get go earlier than 28.
2: There are some very fun slot-only type receivers in this class, though. Like, it's a good year to to get a guy to play slot. The thing about the Bengals is they like to move Boyd around. He's not a slot only. He's best in the slot, but he's not a slot only guy, and some of the guys in this class are more the the slot only because they're like 5'8". <laughs> really shifty. What but they're match? fun players.
4: We'll see this week.
2: We will. we got combine content coming your way this week. We've got a free agency roundtable with Mike Santagata and Joe Goodberry. spoilers for those of you who were – Cliff not Hunt. burrow
4: oh what the heck yeah i no. was told it was burrow joe goodberry
2: much to the disappointment of james rapine that's coming your way later this week until then Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the lockdown bengals podcast who and have a good one
3: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements